Now, if you're like most studio owners, you've probably been collecting emails from past, current, and potential clients for a while now. If so, then that's great because those emails can be an extremely valuable tool for marketing your business. However, you may have run into some snags when it comes to the best ways to use your email list, and that's okay too. You are not alone. Many small business owners struggle with the best way to use the emails that they collect. So I want to share some helpful tips that will make using those emails to engage your clients much, much simpler. I believe that utilizing emails that have been, especially those that have been collecting dust on your list, can really, really help to boost your revenue. So today I want to share with you some really, really important tips on how you can use your email list to do just that. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here with me again today. And today I'm actually really excited to be talking about email marketing. It really, really is one of my favorite topics to talk about with studio owners and business owners. And what I found is this, that, that, that the email marketing is one of the most underutilized tools that you have in your back pocket. And it, to, to, to put the icing on the cake, it is often pretty close to or free. So we like it a lot. I like it a lot. And I'm going to share with you why I really like email marketing for studios. Now, I'm going to dive right in to talking about the very first question that I get asked when I start talking to people about email marketing. And the question that I hear most often is, how often should I email my clients? Now, I know that for many folks, it is it is one of those uh, activities that can make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Showing up in someone else's inbox can feel a bit like showing up at someone's front door uninvited. And I know that a lot of folks feel that way about email marketing. However, I think that there's a few different perspective that you can take um, when it comes to emails. And I know that a lot of people feel very uncomfortable with sending high numbers of emails to their clients. And I'm, and I think that over the years, we've gotten more comfortable with email marketing for sure. But there are many folks out there who perhaps are still underutilizing email in their business. And so when it comes to the frequency of emails, we are not talking about sending an email once every two to three months. And truly, I'm not really even talking about sending an email once a month. Now, the question of how often should I email your clients, I have to say it would be really nice if there was a, a single definitive answer to this question. Um, but there probably really isn't. That, that would be 
just too easy, right? Um, then the truth is that no studio is the same. So the frequency with which you send your emails will be very different to the frequency with which other studios will send their emails. So the answer might be different for every single studio. And I want to talk about this a little bit more today, but to be able to answer that question for you effectively, I want to dive into just a few other concepts to help you to help you to figure out what might be the right way for you to use email marketing. And I want to help you uncover what will actually work best for your fitness studio business. Because you may have heard me say this before, but I don't believe in a cookie cutter approach. I'm not going to tell you there is only one way to build your business or there's one way to do marketing. So I'm instead, I am a big believer in figuring out what will work best for you and your business and with everything else that you have going on. Okay. So while every studio business is different, there are a couple of key things that I tell to all of my studio owners that I work with, um, when I, that I work with one-on-one or in my Thrive membership or in my marketing intensive program. And that is when it comes to utilizing your email list, it's really about, it's, re- it's really about boosting revenue. And if you're not using your email, then you're relying on other tactics that perhaps may be less effective at helping you to boost your revenue. Okay. So I'm a big believer in regular email campaigns. If you want to build relationships with both potential new clients and you want to engage current clients, and those are sort of the two main areas that we're focused on in our marketing, the the new getting new clients into our business and keeping our existing clients kind of sticking around, right? We want to make them sticky. Then it's about creating regular email campaigns and making that a priority and having some sort of a baseline in place for how often you send those emails. If you perhaps have fallen into the trap of sending emails only when you have something to say or random emails once in a while, then what will happen is your uh, people on the other end of that, people receiving those emails, won't really know what to expect from your business. And many people may even forget who you are or why they're on your list in the first place. When you get consistent about sending out emails, it sends a message to the people who receive those emails that you're showing up consistently, that you're trustworthy, that you are there. And that also is perhaps one of the values that you stand for in your business. If you want to show up for your clients, if you want your clients to know that you will always be there, that you aren't um, going anywhere, then the, the sending out consistent emails can help to set the tone for how your client should even think about you and your business and the values that you have inside of your business. So consistently sending out emails to your email list actually shows potential clients and reminds your existing clients that you are both reliable and trustworthy. And these generally are fundamental values that you have in your business. If your clients don't believe that you're trustworthy and they don't really find you dependable because you're not showing them either through your email marketing or in other ways that you can do that too, then they're much more likely to eventually or sooner uh, rather than later perhaps take their business elsewhere. Email marketing really is all about building a relationship 
building a relationship with both current and potential clients. And email really is one of the best ways to nurture that relationship that you've already established. Okay. And so we want to make sure that we are staying present in the minds of our clients, that we are sharing um, that connect, we are, you're building that connection with them and we're sharing information with our followers, with the people on our list um, that is relevant to them and shows that we understand uh, we're, we're them and, and that shows that we are willing to show up with them. So you might be saying and thinking, okay, Saren, great. I do send regular email campaigns. Maybe that's once a week. Maybe that's once every two weeks. Maybe maybe that's once a month. And if so, we can work on that a little bit. That's fine. But you're already perhaps sending regular emails campaigns and you're thinking, okay, well, how do I know if it's worth it? Because let's face it, marketing is time intensive. It takes time out of other things that perhaps you might feel uh, more enjoyment from doing, might feel more fulfillment from doing other activities in your business. And totally fair enough, I understand. Um, but how do you know whether or not uh, you're getting results and what do does you know, does a good result look like? And this is one of the questions that we, I have often, and it's one of the things that we often don't take the time to think about, you know, what success looks like in some of these activities that we, we do inside of our business. So if you've already been using your list for regular marketing campaigns, and then the first thing you will want to do is to get familiar with those numbers, is to take a look at what we call your analytics. That's the data that shows you um, what happens after you send an email. And those numbers will give you some valuable Im information that will help you to decide perhaps on how often to send emails. So what data should you be looking at? Well, first of all, you want to look at how many people you have on your email list to start with. Okay. If you have an extremely small list because you're just starting out, then you're going to have a lot more volatility in your numbers because one or two people who perhaps unsubscribe will, will perhaps affect you more than if you have a list of say 10,000. Okay. But when we look at those numbers, we want, so we want to, you know, first I always say, when you look at numbers, you want to just sanity check them, right? You want to make sure and you want to have some perspective around what those numbers look like and what those numbers mean. But we want to think about how many of your followers who are on your list are opening the emails you send. And it's not about the actual number. What we're really looking for is the trends. So if you're finding that you you have high open rates, but that's been a trending down as you send um, send your weekly or monthly or biweekly emails, then perhaps there's an opportunity not to stop sending them all together at all, but perhaps there's opportunity to um, adjust the subject line or adjust the content somewhat. The other thing we want to think about is whether or not those emails are actually sending um, people to your website or to your booking platform. So we want to think about whether or not people are clicking on those links that are inside of your emails. If people are clicking on those links, it means they're reading the emails and they're engaged by them. Whatever you're writing in there is prompting them into action. And that is really one of the things that we most want to do with our emails. That's kind of why we're sending them, is we want to prompt those people to take action. And often we want them to book a class or book a session right? So having an idea about how many people are clicking on those links and, and clicking through to your website is helpful as well. And then with the other number that we want to just be aware of, and 
this is something that I think people, we often overthink, but that is the number of people that unsubscribe each month. Now, I know that we tend to focus on this last one um, tremendously. It tends to really drive our um, feeling of success. And, you know, I will say that I don't tend to encourage people to look too often at that unsubscribe number. But what we want generally is that our our email list um, database, the size of it, the number of people on your email list is trending upwards. Okay. So yes, you are going to get people to unsubscribe. That's totally fine. If you move to a different state, different country, and you weren't around some of the local businesses that you've previously been in, in a part of, you would probably unsubscribe to their email lists as well. People move, people change their habits, people change their interests all the time. And it's absolutely got nothing to do with you and how often you send your emails and what you're saying in your emails most of the time. Okay. But if you see all of these numbers are not trending in the right direction, then it's probably time to rethink your email strategy and thinking about um, how you can use email to to increase engagement with your clients. And once you kind of get a sense for some of these numbers, you can look at them to begin to test different email strategies. And so as you check each strategy, look at how these numbers are affected. And you'll want to see really, you know, you want to look for some positive patterns as well as perhaps some, some perhaps more negative um analytics as well to see where you can make improvements, to see what works, continue to do more of what works, perhaps do a little less of what doesn't. And you can understand what works best for people on your list. Okay. So we definitely want to keep an eye on those numbers. That helps for us. That helps us to understand what's really going on behind the scenes. Okay. Now, another big question that I get about email is, and this is a hard, this is, you know, this is goes for, I think everybody in every business, but it's, it's, what should I put in those emails, right? What should I write about? How, and, and after you've kind of answered the question of how often to send it, and, you know, we, I can tend to encourage people to send emails sort of once a week or so, um, but what should you put in them? That feels like a lot often to write. Now, I will say when it comes to what to put in those emails, we want to make sure that whatever we're putting out there is relevant to you and your business. And it also has to be relevant to your clients, Okay. So when I work with my clients, I will take them through a, a process to put together a plan for their, for their content marketing. And we include lots of different, really interesting, really compelling, really useful uh, pieces of information and inspiring uh, content. And it's really easy once you know how to be able to plan that content in advance. So we definitely want to share useful information, educational tips, an insight into what's happening inside of your studio business. If it's not relevant to the people on your list, truly, they will just delete it without clicking anything and, and potentially without even reading it. The other thing I will say, and this is a perhaps a um, kind of an outdated um, way of thinking, and, and that is that it, your email has to be a really long email and it has to be an article about something that you write. And to be honest, in our day and age, there is certainly a time and place for that if it's something that you want people to know about or if you feel like it'll be something that will really resonate with your clients. But you do not have to write lengthy emails to your clients. It's easier for you and often easier for your clients if you keep those emails short and sweet. Everyone pretty much these days suffers from an inbox that's overflowing. If you send emails that are too long, you really do run a higher risk of people hitting that delete button 
especially if you're sending emails like that on a very regular basis. So you want to keep it short and sweet. You want to make it eye-catching. Um, and so be sure to um, to include graphics and pictures and buttons and things that will draw the eye to the things that you want them to look at and to read. So if there is something that you want to share specifically, then you definitely, I would encourage you to send a single email about that one thing. And people often will ask me, well, I send an email once a month to my clients and I want to say, increase my pricing. Should I add it into my newsletter or should I send a separate email? Because I don't, and often people don't like to send an extra email, but I kind of would recommend in that type of a scenario that you do send a second email. Um, if you've got something important to say, I would I would give it its own email, give it its own space. Okay, and you know when you start to get comfortable with email marketing, and you start to see that that kind of becomes your baseline marketing tool, that kind of keeps the people who are on your list quite warm. Then you can increase your um, you can you can you can it's you can sort of what I say pull the lever to help to to increase the impact of that email your email marketing strategy by adding in a couple of extra emails here and there. And you're delivering them into people who are expecting to hear from you. So it's okay to send your e- more than one email a month to your clients. It absolutely is okay. So how often should you send emails? Now, I will say that the majority, very, depending on the size of your studio, very... If you if you're a, a studio that is you and perhaps one or two other teachers, um, then I would you tend most folks in that scenario tend to send emails around once a month. But I would recommend that you actually send a minimum of one email a week. And again, it doesn't have to be a long email, and there are ways to do it that really um, make it very simple and straightforward and easy for you to um, to create that content and send it out. And inside of my Thrive membership, I actually put together um, email templates that you can use inside of your business because I know that it is often exhausting to write those emails and to come up with content each and every month. So I kind of help. I like to give you a bit of a boost. Um, I like to give the studio owners inside of my, my, my community a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a helping hand to help and save some time. So I, I give some ideas inside of, inside of my Thrive membership for those, for those folks who are in there. But I do recommend that having that, um, having that, that, that uh, email going out once a week really helps to build a connection with your clients. And it gives you a lot of opportunity to position yourself amongst your clients to educate and inform them about who you are and what you're doing. I was talking to an email, uh, uh, sorry, I was talking to a studio owner last week and, um, you know, and she was sharing with me that, you know, the clients don't really understand um, what she's doing with her clients, doesn't really understand the way that she works with the clients and doesn't really understand how she integrates other modalities into the way that she teaches. And it turns out that she wasn't communicating any of this with her clients. And it's very hard to do that when you're do- when in, lo- in, uh, in, some, in other ways. You know, you, you're not often likely to talk directly one-on-one to someone in that level of detail. And you often don't have the people's attention for that long to do it that way. So your emails can become a way for you to be able to share more about what you do and what makes you unique. Another reason why, you know, I really love email marketing for your business, because I think that any way that you can spread the message about your business and what you do that's unique and special, then that's a wonderful thing for you and your business. 
So I really do recommend that you send a minimum of one email a week. And then what you're doing is keeping your audience warm. You're keeping your clients warm. They are prepared to hear from you and they are, um, it's not a surprise to them when they hear from you. And so then when you want to perhaps run a special promotion, you want to share some really important information, or you want to perhaps, um, launch a new type of offering, your, your clients are going to be open to receiving those emails and they will be aware, more aware of what is happening inside of your business. Generally speaking, I find that studios tend to send fewer emails than, than is optimal. So if you feel like you're actually doing too much, then that's probably about the right spot. <laughs> okay. So, um, I do recommend that, you know, you want to be frequent, um, you want to be frequently showing up. You want to be making sure that you are, um, you are at the sort of nudging your clients into action and you want to make sure that you are consistently showing up. So sending one email a week for two weeks and then, or three weeks and then nothing for, you know, six weeks isn't really helping. You want to make sure that you are being consistent and you're showing up consistently for your clients. Okay. You want to make sure though, when you send that email, when you're sending those emails to your clients that you're sending what you're saying inside of those emails is relevant. And that's so, so, so important. Um, so you want to make sure that you are um, showing that you care about what they care about. So think about perhaps some of those frequently asked questions that you get asked. Think about some of those success stories you can share. There really is so many different types of content that you can share to help you to build that uh, connection with your clients. So I know this all feels like quite a lot and it can be if you make it that, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like I said, if you follow a system for putting your content together and for planning out when you want to send your content out, it actually puts you in um, a position of control over your business and a position of control over how you can grow your business. Because you're probably wondering, okay, I'm putting all the time and effort in, but like, what, what do I get out of this? And the bottom line is really what that means is how does this really translate into dollars in my bank account, right? So following all of these tips, what it does is it helps you to stay top of mind with your clients and your potential clients even. It helps to position yourself as the expert and it will help you give a baseline platform for you to sell promotions or challenges or other things in that are like that. And the, the key is to keep your clients engaged in your business and wanting to be a part of what you're offering. Remember, whoever is on your email list has given you their email already. And that's because they want to hear from you. And they gave you their email when they signed up for your sessions. Perhaps they gave you their, you their email when they became, when they were interested in being a client. So they, you already have that connection with them. And that is kind of a golden ticket to perhaps increasing their willingness to spend their dollars with you. The other thing I will say is when it, when it comes down to whether or not to spend time on Instagram or social media and whether or not to spend time on your email list, personally, I will always recommend that you start with your email list over Instagram because this is a this is an audience of people who are warm. When you show up in their inbox, it's a much closer connection than when people are scrolling past your post online. So I'm a big fan of, of investing time in your email marketing before you spend a ton of time on social media marketing. 
So there you have it. Those are my top tips on email marketing. Like I said, I could really talk about this for a long, long time. I do talk about it a lot with my clients. I do think it's one of the most valuable uh, and most impactful ways that you can build a long-term sustainable marketing plan. So as a bit of a recap um, to mark email marketing, the, the keys really is to stay engaged with regular email campaigns, to look at those numbers and to understand what's working and what isn't. I would definitely recommend you keep your emails short and sweet, but most of all, that content needs to be relevant to what your audience cares about. So you really need to understand and know your clients inside out. Finally, I really recommend that you send your emails on a, on a, on a frequency that works for you. First of all, I would never recommend that you, you send it them as a, at a frequency that is just impossible for you to keep up with. But I would say the once a week email is a really good goal for most people. And you want to make sure that you are respectful around what you put in those emails so that you are adding uh, value to your clients' lives. You're informing, you're educating, and you're inspiring them with the emails that you are sending. If you know that you might have some gaps in your marketing strategy and you might be missing out on um, optimizing this part of your business, then it might be time to put together a clear marketing plan for success for your business. And that's what I share inside of my marketing intensive program. I'm going to link to it in the show notes um, and you can get on the wait list early for that um, and join the next group who'll be looking to boost their marketing with this program. And this is a program that's helped so many teachers and studios get ahead with their marketing and feel 100% in control of their brand message and their marketing messaging. So the link for the marketing intensive is in the show notes. You can grab it wherever you are listening to this episode. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Any questions on this topic, please let me know. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm-hmm.